1: Well, welcome back to our number two of episode 82 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in
2: Arizona. I'm going to try to study that. AZ Firearms up. Eek. No. Your biggest little gun
1: kill shop. His Mike. Kill his mic. Kill his mic, Blade. No, I'll, I'll take that one. You could do the your nationwide
2: hometown gun shop. Your nationwide hometown gun store. Okay, that's not that's not
1: completely horrible. But it's that so.
0: it's that, and you're James Brown, Cheryl. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's a throat clearing. Clear, I don't know. Clear
2: your throat off
1: the mic, Cheryl. <laughs>
3: All
1: right. Well, we are having a little bit of fun in here, and it goes along perfectly with our theme. Our theme is. Fun in the sun. And that's exactly what we did all week this week. We did, actually. We had a lot of great uh, shooting adventures. And uh, this whole hour is going to be a little bit fly by the seat of our pants because I usually I have notes on top of notes. I know who I'm talking to, what I'm going to ask questions about. This next hour... Set your recorder because it could just be complete chaos and mayhem. We don't
2: need those thinking notes. (laughs) Because
1: uh, really, what I was gonna do is Dan and a bunch of the guys went out to a big shooting event yesterday. I was gonna just step out. I was just gonna like let them have the mics and step out. And then I thought, "Mm, no, that will never happen. The FCC is probably still a thing, right? And we should probably still have a little bit of order. Plus.
2: you You're know, not going to give up a mic. Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. There's that.
2: Oh, don't make me sing.
1: <laughs> don't, don't make me. Don't make me be on the radio.
2: Hey. What? We got up at 8 o'clock yesterday morning, five of us, five guys in a tr- in my AZ firearms truck, and we drove to a little north of Wiki up and did the most awesome thing ever. What the was it? The biggest machine gun shoot in the country. And you know, this one is their little one. What? Yes. Their big one is in October. This is their baby one. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'll tell you what. You talk about firearms and uh, exercise, we got it yesterday (laughs) because it's not level ground. It's kind of a little heel, gradual heel, and walking back and forth because you want to see this and you want to see that. And I've got Mike Hunt here. Mike, you know, you were at the deal with us yesterday. Besides the hamburgers, which were great. What else what was the most exciting thing that you saw at the show?
4: Um pretty much guns.
2: <laughs> there was a few, wasn't there?
4: Uh, yeah, they had a few.
2: So what one did you did you have one you liked best?
4: I kept getting drawn to the dual 50s. That was I don't know. Arr. Arr. That yes. noise they make when them two things are going off together side by side. Dual
1: 50 caliber?
4: Dual 50 caliber.
1: So that's like a double-barrel shotgun, only 50 caliber?
4: Simultaneously. Side by side. Side by side. You'll, s- you'll
1: see. We are We ordered one. So. Right.
4: <laughs> one. I think it'll three.
1: Well, see, this I have is to why, bring it in slow. This is why you guys are not allowed to play together, right? So, yeah, yesterday there was a little bit of hooky being played, right? So uh, Mike Kunch, he's the one sitting here in studio. We've got Judd Bickle on his way in, stuck in traffic. He's the manager of AZ Firearms. An awesome friend of ours, Doug Garber. Now, Doug has this encyclopedic knowledge of World War II and and even farther beyond firearms. And so we really wanted to have him on the air today, but he had, uh, I don't know, work or something. I guess you can only play hooky once and in a row. And let me tell you,
2: I, I think he's uh, recuperating because he went into brain overload. <laughs> I bet. Oh, he did. I mean, you know, and the neat thing about the Big Sandy show... You sit there and talk to these people. Mm-hmm. You're right there. You don't have to be in a spectator's bench or whatever. You're actually interacting with these people, and they'll talk to you. And What they love to do is show you their stuff. Mm. You know, we shot quite a few Sounds guns now. You have to have a shooter's badge to shoot, but uh, spectators can come. They can shoot in a certain area. They can rent guns. But all the other people, they just want to share their hobbies with you. They want to share the excitement that they have. And, you know, some guns cost $40 a round to shoot. Some guns cost $0.50 a round to shoot. But they all just want, I mean, I got to shoot a 37-millimeter Bofors cannon yesterday.
4: And he was smiling like a little boy in a candy store.
2: Yeah, well, I saw
1: some of the, the pictures. We posted a bunch of them on AZ Firearms' Facebook page. I think we shared a fair amount of them over to the Gun Freedom Radio Facebook page. But, uh, yeah, you guys were great about sending over pictures and videos, and I think you were rubbing my nose in it. But I'm going to take it that you were being helpful and excited and just wanted to show how much fun you're having. So let's just give some context here. The Big Sandy Shoot. And if you want to kind of follow along as we're talking, go to mgshooters.com. Now, twice a year, people from all over the nation Trek to Arizona for this three-day weekend of friends, weapons, targets, and gear in Arizona's high western desert. Now, when we say the high western desert, that means it's a little bit cooler than it is down here in the valley. So It was you know. a beautiful day. It was perfect. And so uh, it's approximately 10 miles northeast of the town of Wikia. With a quarter-mile-long firing range populated by hundreds of shooters, the Big Sandy is the largest machine gun shoot in the United States. It's an NFA shooting range. We're going to ask you guys to explain what that means. It will test yourself. It will test your weapon and your sights. And is a place where you can get some distance on your targets that you can't anywhere else. There's nothing like this. Some targets fly the length of the range at high speed. Some explode and if you're up to it, come out and visit this uniquely American event and check it out at mgshooters.com. Now, the, the owner of this, the promoter, the guy that started this up, Dan, tell us a little bit about him. You guys have known each other for years.
2: <clears throat> yeah, that's the Kenton. Uh, Kenton, and I'm, I'm sorry, I can't think of the other gentleman's name right this second. I'll think of it in a minute. But they set this thing up many years ago. And, you know, you start out, they have a safety meeting. And they talk about how to handle the firearms and especially a volume like this. So we have a half an hour meeting and then the fun begins. They have remote controlled airplanes with gas engines that fly and you shoot at them.
1: Oh, my gosh. Now, Why did this. I
2: not go to this? Hundreds of machine guns lined up one after another with belt fed tracer ammo missing those airplanes Three or four times across.
1: Wow. That's fantastic. And I'm sorry, but
2: it's Ed Hope. Ed Hope is the other co. And I don't know why my mind is blank. I guess because I still have all that candy in my mm. system <laughs> from that shoot. But both of those guys put this thing on and they give everything to do this. They put their heart into this. So Kent and
1: Tucker and Ed Hope, and really they treated you like a guest yesterday. They, they, <coughs> brought you in, they showed you around, they introduced you to people, and we really appreciate that, uh, being able to, you know, I, but I think that your experience wasn't even that much different than just the average uh, person that, that comes in, no. right? It's no. like, what, 25 bucks a person to come in and, and just walk around and observe, and then they have opportunities. Am I, am I right, Mike? Are there opportunities to, to buy ammo and then shoot the guns or
4: Yeah, I've seen uh, one place there that was strictly a rental place where you could go up, select whatever weapon you wanted to fire, pay for the ammunition, and they would, I guess, coach you or show you how to shoot the gun and have a good time.
1: So fun. And Danny, uh, somebody sent us, I think it was you, Mike, that sent the video of Danny shooting a cannon that is actually sitting on, and it kind of gives that little hop, you know, when it fires off. And so it just kind of looked like, you know, Dan already loves coin-op things. Dan already loves carnival games. Like, he gets on Craigslist, and if somebody's selling a carnival ride or something, he's he's trying to convince me that we should, you know, somehow own this thing. I meet it. Yeah, you meet it, right? And so I'm looking at this this canon that looks like it actually has a place that you're supposed to sit, and I'm thinking, oh, man, that is Danny's ideal Dream it carnival ride. It actually right there. has
2: two chairs on it, one for the operator and one for the shooter. So when ours comes in, you'll get to shoot it.
1: And, yeah, nice. I like how you slid that in there. I see what you did there. But is that somehow aftermarket or is that <coughs> really the
2: way it was built? That's the way they were built. They Do you remember what that was or, called? Uh, Orfers 37 millimeter. A mm-hmm. uh, Bofers. Bofers, I'm sorry. That was a Bofors? Bofers? B O F E R S. Wow.
3: So um, cool.
4: Isn't that a uh, <coughs> Swiss? anti-tank gun
2: i'm pretty sure it is swiss i'm not positive but i think it is but it's a it's an awesome gun and you know you shoot this thing and it's like everything happens it just it blows you away the pressure of that gun shooting and i shot a truck about a mile away
1: see i thought this was the kind of shooting range where they had big stuff that you could shoot at and not just big stuff that you're shooting right so- and
2: there's We were eating our lunch, and there was an explosion that almost knocked my hamburger. (laughs) And you know how hard it is to get food off of my hand. That's true. That thing just almost flew out of my hand. I'm going, what was that? So what was that about? It's Tannerite and dynamite. I was going to say, that must have been a lot of Tannerite, because Tannerite
1: makes you jump, and it's a beautiful orange cloud of smoke, but uh, not necessarily going to knock your lunch out of your hands.
2: No, it was. you could feel it, and we were quite a ways away. It's, it was awesome. Well, you know, the, I just want to mention, mm-hmm. everybody is super friendly. Everyone. There was no snobs there. There I was love no, that. look what I have.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They were very humble and like, oh, would you like to shoot my firearm? You know, it's, it, it was just good. It was just good. See,
1: that's been my experience in the firearms industry, period. You know, once in a while, you might find somebody that's got a little bit of an ego about, about them, but for the most part, everybody is just. They're so in love. They're so passionate about, you know, the, the, the Second Amendment. They're passionate about American history. They're passionate about all these abilities that we have, and they just want to share. They just want you to be a part of, of what
2: they love. You know, I saw a 12-year-old kid, about 12 years old, shoot that Bofors, too. And you know what? <laughs> I love He's it. He's not going to remember that for a month or a year. He's going to remember that for Forever. the rest of his
1: life.
4: I have that video, actually.
1: Oh, we'll have to get that posted up. Um, All right. Well, we've got to run to commercial real quick. When we come back, we have found Judd Bickle. The the traffic parted. The (laughs) angels sang. You know, the sun shone down. And uh, he is in the building. So when we come back, we will have Judd Bickle. We have Mike Cooch. And we have Danny Todd talking to us about their big adventure yesterday at Big Sandy. The biggest Biggest machine gun shoot in the world. Stick around.
5: When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea: sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated PotOfGoldEstate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com. Or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com.
1: I'm walking on sunshine. Whoa, I'm walking on sunshine. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. And sometimes we dance a little bit in the studio because Blade puts on songs like Walking on Sunshine. Holy cow, I love that song. All
2: hits all the time.
1: <laughs> I love it. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And we are really just kind of relaxing in the studio today. We brought some friends in today. Uh, Dan and, and some of the guys that, that work at the shop, help out at the shop, went to a amazing event yesterday near Wikiup, Arizona. It's called the Big Sandy Shoot. Now, the Big Sandy shoot, it's called that because it's held in the, the what, the Big Sandy River Bottom, I think. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. That's correct, yeah. Yeah. All right. And all those voices that you just heard are uh, Dan, of course. We have in studio our very good friend Mike Koonch. Say hello. Hello. We also have Judd Bickle, who's the manager of AZFirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Say hello. I finally made it. Say I finally made it. You know, there was an accident on the other side of the freeway. And of course, you know, everybody's got to stop and look. And so poor Judd is stuck there mm-hmm. going, yes, it's an accident. Could we move along here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got a radio show to get to. So, um, Judd, since we missed having you in, in our first segment and, and we've kind of picked some, some of uh, uh, the memories that Dan and, and Mike had from yesterday, what would you say are some of the coolest things you saw out on the range yesterday?
6: Well, I think the, uh, the coolest thing was the, the experience of the night shoot.
3: Oh. It wasn't
6: just the guns. I mean, you know, coming from a military background, seeing uh, uh, a lot of night shooting with a lot of different types of weapons, uh, it, it's very structured. You know, it's, it's uh, open fire, cease fire, clear the line, blah, blah, blah. It, it's just pandemonium there. <laughs> when they cut it loose, when the, when the horn blasts, it just people go crazy. And uh, seeing the, the remote control airplanes flying back and forth and, and everybody trying to shoot them down.
2: With glow sticks.
6: With glow sticks on them in the, in the, in the nighttime. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't see that even in the military life. You don't see that. And uh, I think most people have never experienced what it's like to be around those kind of firearms, especially at night, to see what a tracer actually can do. Uh, and seeing all the little fires that set in, in, in the desert, it, it's just amazing.
1: But it's safe.
6: Oh, yeah, very safe. I mean, the, the the range that we were at is one of two ranges in the United States where they can use high explosives.
1: Wow, that's so, cool. And Navy, so yeah, yeah, there's it, no, we're not going to start a wildfire, no. you know. They
6: know what they're doing. Navy SEALs train out there. The government trains out there.
1: So cool. Yeah. Now, Mike, because you were so good with your iPhone camera yesterday, I got to actually see this nighttime shoot, and it looked like Star Wars, like lasers flying through the air. What were you going to say about that?
4: Well, just to kind of recap what Judge said, he f- missed that they were shooting off starlight flares as well, illuminating the targets. So, Now, help it, me
1: understand that. What does that mean, a starlight it, it, flare? Basically,
4: they, some guys had rifles, mounted flare guns, and some guys had handheld. They would shoot a flare-up that's on a parachute that would slowly come down.
1: So then that lights the range up for everybody.
4: It illuminates the range for everybody. Okay, I so gotcha. It, it would be dark and people would be shooting, boo, 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 here, there. And then a flare would go off and it would illuminate every target. All of a sudden it would just be open fire. <laughs> it was open season on whatever that target was. Everybody's seen it and they were going for it. Oh Judd oh
2: let, let off a few of those flares. Yeah, yeah it was a good time. They're rocket flares, and they burn at both ends. Oh, boy. So that was quite an experience. He still has his arm. You know, I I want to say the safety of it. Mm -hmm. Not only is is a safe shoot during the day, but in the darkest of night, when you cannot see in front of you, there's no accidents.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was one thing I noticed. um, I seen five or six range safety officers on ATVs patrolling the line all day long Mm -hmm. and probably another three or four on foot. That's, in the line all that's day long. what
1: keeps us safe, and if we, we are responsible and safe firearms owners, whatever caliber of our firearm or cannon, then we are doing our part to uh, help preserve and protect the Second Amendment because when we do something stupid, that's when the other side gets a chance to go, that's why these people should, nobody should be allowed to own X, Y, or Z.
2: You know, the cheapest machine gun you can buy today is $5,000 or more. Whoa. You... Most of, them, most of the guns that we saw were in the $40,000 yeah, range. easy. You, you kind of have a responsibility when you when you invest that kind of money in a firearm.
1: Well, and that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is that, you know, they get this idea in their head because the misinformed or the uninformed politicians and media, they want to try to equate an AR-15 with the stuff that you guys went out and, and shot yesterday. You know, a, a single... Semi-automatic, one uh, projectile per trigger pull. They want to try to equate with this Star Wars, you know, like full auto, kind of a. And there I go with the sound effects again. Should I not do that? It's not even close. Blades like stop it. Don't even.
2: (laughs) That's why. That's why you didn't get to go. That's right. Yeah. If you can't
1: make the sound effects, you stay home. You know
2: what's too? Seeing those tracers going, and you'll see in the video on our website. That represents a dollar or more per round. Yeah, there's an
1: investment And to have a
2: constant stream going down the range, that's like 40 rounds. Holy
1: moly. A a second. That's big time. So one of the things that that I mentioned in my lead-in was I mentioned that this was an NFA shooting range. So the average Joe listening to us today, or Jane, NFA? What is that? Jed,
6: Well, it it's, stands for the National Firearms Act. And under the National Firearms Act, it was, it was uh, uh, passed in 1939. And it names very specific types of firearms, explosives, silencers. They call them silencers. We don't call them that now, but the ATF still calls them that. Suppressors. Suppressors are what we call them. Um, basically, they, they knew they couldn't take the right away. So what they decided was, we're going to tax that right. And we're going to make it even more is difficult. is
1: the way?
6: Yeah. yeah. So they pinch gonna...
1: in your pocketbook and say it's for your own good.
6: Well, back then they, they wrote into the legislation that, that to, to transfer a machine gun, just in this instance a machine gun, to another individual you had to pay a $200 tax stamp. Well, back in 1939, $200 was a ton of money.
1: Right. And, and they... the machine gun itself wouldn't even have cost The Thompson that was much.
2: 20 bucks.
3: Yeah.
1: 20 but the
2: tax bucks. was... 200. Yeah. So it's 34, by the way, in case somebody's listening. 1934? It's 34. It's 34. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. That's okay.
6: Um, Close enough. The interesting. Yeah. The interesting (laughs) part is um, they actually wrote that dollar amount in the legislation. Mm. So they kind of hemmed themselves in. They did. It would take an act of Congress basically to change that dollar amount. They didn't say just levy a tax, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, they said $200. So Uh, You have to do that, and you have to go through a background check, which is really nothing more than a NICS check plus fingerprints. They're just making sure your fingerprints aren't wanted in a crime out there somewhere. They don't know who you are. They don't know where these fingerprints came from. So they check them against that database. But it's it's also a 6- to 12-month wait.
3: Mm -hmm.
6: So it's a process, but you can own these guns.
1: And as well, you should be able to, I I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Because... You know, a bad guy can do damage with some fertilizer and sure. a pressure cooker mm-hmm. if he really has a mind to. And so the people that want to try to say that, well, you know, there's, there's no good purpose for having a fully auto machine gun or a World War II 105 millimeter howitzer cannon or two like we do. We just,
6: pulled, <laughs> we just proved that wrong yesterday. We That's went out and had right. a great time. Nobody, and- nobody got hurt. Everybody was respectful. Uh, it, it was just a lot of fun.
1: Absolutely. And these are, you know, they're the experiences. We were talking about the 12-year-old, Mike, that y- you saw being able to uh, shoot off this, was it the anti-tank gun? Yeah. That is going to be a lifelong memory for this person. And it's going to help shape his world in ways that you're not going to get from sitting down playing the video games and, and they feature these kinds of, of guns in the video games. And I, I've noticed young kids come into our shop, and they know the names of all of these, you know, the SOCOM this and the Chris that. And, and I'm sitting there going, I don't even know. What are you talking about? And they go, Call of Duty. Call of
6: Duty, exactly. That's how my kids learned <laughs> it.
2: And but, you know what? The, but, kid, the kid that came in there to shoot that gun, he didn't ask if he could shoot it. He didn't look like, well, they'll spend a bunch of money at the event. The man that owned the gun wanted to share an experience. That's yeah, our history.
3: Right, And,
4: and I was going to say that, you know, I seen families, mother, father, daughter, son. I've seen fathers and sons. I've seen women, teenage girls on the line shooting. And it wasn't just a bunch of old guys out there shooting the machine guns. It was a family event. It was something people were sharing with their family, making traditions, showing them, I guess you could say, what is part of our American culture. You know, a right that was given to us by our forefathers.
1: Absolutely. And then as Dan was uh, and Mike were, was sending me pictures of things, you know, you'd give me the basics, but I've got to know. So I immediately went to the Google machine and then I'm like, oh, yeah, so that was used in 1930, mostly European armies, right. you know. And it's like, so there's this whole history. And then it takes you to the conflict of World War II and it reminds you, now, who was fighting who and what and why? And, and it, there's just so much history there that starts with hey, this is a cool thing. Who would have ever thought that I could pull the, the lanyard on a, on a what would you call
2: it, a Bofer? Bofors, yeah, 37-millimeter Bofors.
4: Millimeter Bofor. You know, you're talking of history. I've I seen M60s out there, Vickers, MG42s, MG34s, cannons, AK-47s, ARs, M2 carbines. We had from World War I all the way up to modern-day weapons out there. It was that unbelievable. so cool. Like going to a museum.
1: And see, I love that you said that. Like a museum. So if anybody walks into a museum and looks at these things just in a, in a static form, nobody gets all nervous about that, right? But the minute that we get to see them do what they were made to do in a safe place, in a beautiful setting, right, and with some dramatics thrown in, uh, then people start getting nervous. They're like, oh, how are we allowed to do that? What what would you guys? We'll just go down the line, and then we got to go to commercial. What would each of you say to somebody that, that has that kind of pearl clutching? Oh my goodness, we shouldn't be allowed to do that. Um, what what would you say to them to help them understand the reasons why? Or, or would it just be kind of like, well, why not? We got the Second Amendment says we can.
2: Judge, right. you want? Oh, I'll Dave. start it by yeah. saying, invite somebody that says that, and have them actually be active with it. Try it a couple times. And then see if they still say it when they're done. Mm-hmm.
4: And I say why not, but I also say try it. I mean, this was so well organized. It was so well laid out, so well planned that there was it was just – I was amazed by the organization and how they had this set up and got the experienced non-shooters last week or oh, your shoot you were talking about earlier. I think they changed their mind when they were done. I love it. I
6: think it's just a misconception of what, it's, what they're used for today. You know, they were weapons <coughs> of war – uh, back then, World War I, World War II, Vietnam era. Um, but today, we have them to appreciate them as a piece of history and taking my kids out and letting them shoot these things to see what it was like, see what it was like for, the, for our soldiers to be armed with these things.
1: It could actually know? even be a deterrent somewhere down the line, somebody that's experienced this firsthand to say, wow, this is the reality of what our young men and women mm-hmm have had to face in past wars, let's do whatever we can to try to avoid that, right? Mm-hmm. Jed, sure.
2: what did your boy say after he shot the M60 uh, <laughs> last week? Well,
6: he, he, Well, it was, it was the, the MG42 oh, 42. that he was so excited about. And he, as soon as we got in the, in the Jeep, he called four or five family members and told them that he got to shoot Hitler's buzzsaw. <laughs> and how I does kni- he know this? Well, I asked him that, and I said, how do you know what that is? And he said, History Channel.
1: So now that's a kid being raised right. Yeah. So I History said, channel.
6: I said ex- Holy cow. Yeah. I said, explain who Hitler was. And he explained it fairly well for an 11-year-old. He did a pretty good job.
2: Phenomenal. Yeah. I love it. How long did it take for the smile to go away?
6: It's still there. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah,
1: fantastic.
6: So
2: yeah. All
1: right. We got a break for commercial again. And when we come back, we're going to wrap up all the fun and excitement of the daytime shoot, the nighttime shoot that these guys went out to... Uh, yesterday near the town of Wickiup Arizona at the Big Sandy, the biggest machine gun shoot in the United States going on right now as we speak.
7: Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction.
4: They're the genuine article. Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona
5: for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at PottyGoldEstate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today.
8: Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org.
1: Thanks for sticking around with us. You're with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. If you have missed any portion of today's show, you can go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com, click the on demand tab, and all 80, what are we at now, Two. Dan? Today's 82. All 81 other episodes are waiting there for you to binge listen. If you want to put a face with a voice, every one of our guests has their own guest page. You can click on the guest tab and there are articles about, there's a bio and articles and links to uh, Facebook pages and web pages of each of our guests. And it's just really a great resource. You can spend a lot of time on there. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona, and we are talking with just some of our guys, some of our guys from AZ Firearms who went out to the biggest machine gun shoot in the world that happens to be held right here in Arizona near the town of Wikiup, Arizona. It's called the Big Sandy. It's put on by a couple of guys, Ed Hope and Kenton Tucker, and uh, we're going to have to bring those guys on the air but uh, today we've got, uh, of course, Dan, our, my co-host here, our friend Mike Kunch, and our manager at AZ Firearms, Judd Bickle, who all played hooky and went out and just shot up the desert at the Big Sandy yesterday and just kind of talking to us about the fun they had. Dan's got his hand raised. He's wanna, doing the ooh-ooh, Mr. Kata, pick I, ooh, me ooh, thing. Ooh,
2: I just want to let everybody know <laughs> that if you live in the Phoenix area or Kingman area, that you could get in your car right after the show... Go up there and see the, the night shoot, which starts at about 8 o'clock. Tonight. You pay your $25 fee. You can get in your car, and you can go there now. You can do it. By our time, you could do it from Phoenix. Get there. Have a nice uh, spaghetti or hamburger. Yeah. And spaghetti? Wa- yep. And seems watch. a little random. What are you talking nope, that's about? What they, at their, the 4-H Club has a, a, a booth there, and it's yeah. really good food. I, You're not kidding. I'm not going to tell you how many hamburgers I had yesterday because I had more than one. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, you could go to that shoot, and you can actually experience this thing. Beautiful.
1: And you can find out more information if you go to uh, the website for Big Sandy, mgshooters.com. com. Mm. So is it is it over after this weekend? No, it's over
2: tomorrow. And I do want to add, this is not a commercial for the Big Sandy. Not at all. We just want to share how much fun that we had there.
1: Well, and I... I want to show appreciation to the guys that put it on, that greeted, uh, we had five of us out there, right, greeted us and showed us around and and really treated us to a great time. And so um, definitely want to let people know uh, the great work that they're doing out there, having a safe and fun shoot um, and bringing all these people together, Uh, but also to let people know that this is possible. Now, uh, during the break, and that's when some of the best stuff happens, you know, we start chit-chatting when we're at commercial, um, we were talking about how this is really a, a family destination, Mike.
4: Yeah. Um, no, we'd mentioned during the break that you don't even have to shoot. You don't even have to bring a gun. You can still go out there and watch and they have primitive camping available. They have porta potties set up. They have a field kitchen that serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And the menu, I mean, the prices were from six to $10 nice. for a full meal. Yeah. It's very reasonable. They mm-hmm. have paramedics out there. Um, I mean, vendors out there selling parts, if you happen to bring your machine gun and it breaks, they have parts for them.
1: So, Dan, I know that that AZ Firearms, which is really the Danny Todd collection, you're not fooling anybody just because we have a business name. <laughs> Do
2: I need to open another one so that,
1: or what? <laughs> no, it's not where I'm heading. Okay. I know that we have a lot of really fun, awesome, historical, vintage um Firearms,
2: cannons, that sort of thing. Did you take any of, of your own stuff out there? No, we didn't take anything out because to be an active shooter, not not one that, uh, hey, I said active shooter in a positive way.
3: In a positive way. Wow,
2: I mean, that's, that's strange. Active shooter, yes. You pay $250 <laughs> to do the range shoot. Now, they have a place where uh, people can come and rent a machine gun. Okay. They have about 10 different guns. If you want to shoot a Thompson it's $30 to shoot a, a magazine of, of, of ammo. That's but cheap. But for me to take my guns there yesterday, you have to pre-plan that, and you have to get yourself a space. So and they charge $250 a person for that to give you their privilege. But you think about this, all the Tannerite, all the dynamite, the time that it takes to set this thing up, it's a massive. I mean, we're talking hundreds of targets. Maybe thousands, yeah, right? There's a lot. And so, I mean, they put vehicles out there, they put they built an adobe wall to see what kind of effect the cannons would do to that wall, like it was in World War II when the buildings were made out of Adobe. Wow. So they, they really put the details in there.
4: What did they tell you yesterday, Dan, how many rounds are fired downrange over? Over
2: two million rounds will be fired this weekend. Wow. Two million.
4: Around. one guy said the opening volley is about ten thousand dollars going down range <clears throat>
1: so awesome I really wish I'd have gone so you know Dan was saying earlier that uh Jud this was the the baby one this is the baby version that they have every year and it's twice a year mm-hmm. and uh you were saying during the break that uh no we didn't we didn't set up this time but in october yeah
6: in october i will i will be there i will be on the line shooting
1: very very
2: yeah, cool i'm
6: not gonna miss it i'm gonna camp uh so you liked it Thursday. that much yeah
2: so it's an yeah. october fest without beer yeah <laughs> and,
6: and you know what i really like about it is there, there's not a lot of places that that you can go shoot a 50 at long range and you've got other eyes helping you watch what's going on and um, i can go out there i can shoot on an organized range that welcomes a, a bigger gun like that, and uh, I'm going to spend the entire weekend there shooting.
4: And you're not just punching holes in paper. You're making things go boom. Yeah, you're shooting, you're shooting good targets.
1: Now, you are uh, partial to a couple things. You're partial to long-range shooting, Yes, Judd, and yep. you're partial to uh, suppressed mm-hmm. firearms. And so this is kind of like marrying some of your big loves together. Yes. So what, what is, so? and that was part of my lead in is saying that, you know, it's a, it's a long range and you can get some distance for your, your targets. What is the, the big deal about that? Why do we care about that? Aren't we just wanting things to go boom? Well,
6: no, we want uh, accurate shooting and safe shooting, you know, beyond a range where, like I said, it's, it's. To shoot out to 1,000 yards, which I had my laser rangefinder with me, and I was lazing some targets out there to see how far away they were, and I, I found a few that were 1,000 yards. To, to go out in the desert and find a place to do a 1,000-yard shot is mm-hmm. not a simple task. No. You know, because you've got to worry about everything that's not only beyond that bullet but between that bullet and the muzzle.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Well, here I can lay down behind the gun. I can kind of enjoy it and uh, know that that's being covered by the range safety officers.
1: That's so cool. Now, Mike, I think it was during the break um that you were saying that you don't have to have, you know, some gazillion dollar super historic fully auto firearm to bring your own firearm out there. Is that is that accurate?
4: That's 100% accurate. I've seen individuals with semi-auto AR15s, mm-hmm. M1 Garands, M1 Carbines. I saw some 22s. Yeah. I saw a lever action 30-30. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I mean, I think it was just the being able to say I was part of that, and mm-hmm. those guys wanted a spot just like Judd. They yeah, want to be there.
6: Yeah, don't be put off because you don't have a machine gun.
3: Mm-hmm. You
6: know, I I would say maybe half of the guns on the line are probably machine guns. The other half were bolt action suppressed rifles. Other other types of guns. You know, they so weren't all machine guns.
1: So some of that might be about the opportunity to be able to really shoot long range. Sure. Because that's such a rare opportunity, no matter what your firearm is. Mm-hmm. Some of that might be the actual targets that they've laid out there. Because as you guys were saying, a lot of them go boom. You know and <laughs> Tannerite another... is a fun thing to shoot at. And a lot of yeah. people don't necessarily feel like, you know, I'm new to this whole shooting thing. I don't want to deal with an explosive, even though Tannerite is super stable and safe, you know. Go to a place where they've got you, right? Yeah,
6: I, I think another really big thing for me is it, it, it's an experience to shoot at night. And it's not safe to go out in the desert and shoot at night mm. because you cannot see what's behind that, mm-hmm. you know, you can't see your backstop. Well, you hear you can. You can go shoot safely at night, and shooting at night is so much more fun.
4: I have to say, the night shoot was the icing on the cake. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, the daytime was awesome,
6: but when the night lit up, it was a completely different. And I, I was, like I said, I was in the, in the military. I was in the Marine Corps. I saw this stuff. But it, it's different out there. It's, you know, it's a whole lineup of history going off at once. And
2: these guys are shooting guns in the dark. You know, talk about knowledge of knowing how their uh, equipment works. They're shooting in the dark with no lanterns, yeah. no nothing. So if a, a gun misfires, they know how to clear it. These guys knew what they were doing. That's awesome. I,
1: I think I I hate you all just a little bit because I didn't get to go, but uh, I'm not bitter. It's well, you okay. Can, you can go next not time. Bitter. You just have to ride the, in the back the of the The back truck. of the
4: truck was available.
3: <laughs> I was going to say of the that. truck.
1: Yeah. Nice. Nice. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for kind of giving us a little bit of a a taste, a little bit of a piece of, of this amazing event. You know what's been going on for, what, 15 years? It's the first time any of the three of you have been right, yep mm-hmm. uh our friend Doug Garber, that went out with you, who wasn't able to be in here, he's been in he's been out several
4: there
3: several times
1: yeah. several times, and he every year he comes back and he's got that smile like your son, it just won't wipe off his face, and you know we keep saying, well, next year, maybe, but you know there's it is primitive, right? You do pretty mm-hmm. much have to go camping and that sort of thing and have a couple of days, and Dan and I stay pretty busy, and so we just keep thinking, yeah, next year, next year, maybe. And so you guys did a long turnaround day, but worth it?
4: Oh, yeah, by far. 100% yeah. worth it.
1: Very cool. Well, guys, thank you again so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to get stuck in traffic and, <laughs> and drive in here yeah. and, and talk to us. And Do you have maybe one parting word that, that you want to go out with just to encourage people that um, you know, it, it's, it's a valuable time to, to go out and expose yourself, your neighbors, your kids, to uh, something that special.
6: Yeah, just come out. It'll make you laugh. Make you
1: laugh.
6: A- at, at the very least, when they sound that horn, if you're not used to something like that, it'll make you smile. It'll make you laugh.
4: <laughs> it's, it's crazy.
6: Get
1: your belly laugh, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah.
4: I think it's an opportunity that you don't want to miss. I mean, it just. I'm so glad that I went, and I'm going again in October with my brother. I love it. That, so another new person. Absolutely. See, this is the legacy
1: piece. I love it. Bring yeah.
2: your family, bring your kids, and bring your wife. And maybe
1: somebody from the media. Huh? Maybe if we took somebody from the media. Who... Uh, they
2: might have a problem with that. Why? Well, they, they don't want negative press there, and they have turned down negative press. Yeah.
3: Okay? That is so the, the risk, the, right? right? So they don't want Try don't to expose somebody
1: to something positive, so. and then they figure out some way... Like the, there was that one reporter that said he had PTSD and shoulder bruises from shooting an AR-15. It's like he Oh, was my gosh. Looking, he would have
2: been laying on the ground. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. He <laughs> was looking for some possible way to misrepresent and spin it negatively, right? Uh, they're,
2: they're good people, and they, they want a positive note, and it is a positive note. I love they it. They want to keep it that way. Fantastic.
1: Thank you guys so much again. I really appreciate it.
3: Anytime. Yes.
1: All right, stick around on the other side of these messages. We have our responsibly armed citizen report and Dan's
2: commentary. Um, A real comment, a calm commentary today.
7: All right, stick around.
5: Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at SelfDefenseGunStories.com.
0: Be a part of the Gold Rush
4: and head on down to see my friends at potty Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at PotofGoldState.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. See so you best hurry and tell them Don Collier sent you.
1: Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your Nationwide Hometown Gun Shop. Well, this is the part of the show that I I really love to bring to you because there's stories of people who are responsibly armed citizens. Responsibly armed citizens use guns two and a half million times a year for self-defense. And 200,000 times a year, a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed. Somehow we never hear these stories on network news so we are proud to bring them to you here on Gun Freedom Radio.
0: Fight's a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way.
1: Well, there is rarely anything to warn us that danger is about to pay us a visit. Danger likes it that way. The elements of shock and surprise work in danger's favor. As was the case on an ordinary Monday night, just last week, as many of us were settling in with the evening news or heading to bed so we were well rested to prepare for the long week ahead. Most of us were safe inside our homes, but imagine for a moment that you were not so fortunate. Imagine that you were living the reality of one Las Vegas couple who were attacked in their own home. It's 10 p.m. Danger has broken, smashed, or perhaps charmed his way into your home. He immediately begins beating and brutalizing you, and in the scuffle has overpowered you, and with a rope has tied not only you, but your spouse to pieces of your own furniture. Danger doesn't tie people up unless he's planning to stay a while unless he has plans to inflict damage on you and your spouse that will take some time. Which is surely what would have happened had this homeowner not been able to wrestle free from his ropes and bondage and access his firearm. Today, we would have been reporting something much different had this homeowner listened to the shaming voices of those who say, just call 911 and let the professionals handle the bad guys, or those who say guns are bad and individuals can't effectively use firearms in self-defense. No? No. On this day, thankfully, Danger was stopped permanently by someone who understands the reality that danger does exist, that danger strikes in an instant, that danger does not allow time for a 911 call. On this day, like tragically so many other days that you will never hear about, danger was stopped by a responsibly armed citizen.
8: Well last night was pretty chaotic and when I spoke to neighbors they told me they heard gunshots, they heard screams and they heard police helicopters and sirens and after hearing what happened this morning from police they say it might be time to get a guard dog, get surveillance cameras, maybe even get a gun.
1: The girl was screaming really loud and that's what was so scary was like a it's like a horror movie kind of screaming.
8: This northwest neighborhood is usually pretty quiet, which is why when screams and gunshots filled the air Monday night, neighbors jumped into action. Tom Shiloh grabbed his gun and looked outside.
0: Heard a bunch of gunshots.
5: So we came out front to see what was going on. Didn't really see anything. Matt Ziaglia called the police. I definitely heard him yelling something, and so I called 911
2: again and they told me they were en route and next thing I know we were. Had helicopters and police
8: cars. Police say two armed men broke into a house, tied up a man and a woman living there and demanded money. The man managed to break free, grab his gun and shoot one suspect dead. Police say the woman who was tied up was also shot. They don't know by who. She was taken to the hospital. While well, the neighborhood has calmed down after an investigation that lasted around 16 hours, this violent break-in has neighbors on the edge.
3: We certainly have been talking about alarm systems and a dog. I know a lot of people say that a dog is a
4: deterrent. Usually nothing goes on out here. It's a very quiet, peaceful neighborhood. So it's a little bit scary.
8: And I briefly talked to the man that was tied up who shot the gun inside the home as he was walking out just about two hours ago. He told me he was on the way to the hospital because the woman that was tied up is, being, uh, is getting surgery. And he says he thinks she's going to be okay, but the whole night it was very <clears throat> traumatic for both of them.
2: Well, I thought Las Vegas was a real, real big city and had lots and lots of police in it. Why would they need to recommend that you get an alarm system, dogs, and a firearm? Well, because the police are busy,
1: right? They're not bad. They're not lazy. They're not lax. They're busy, and they they can't be omnipresent, and they can't uh, teleport themselves to you as danger is about to strike. And so that is why we have to be, I believe. That's my opinion. We have to be trained, responsible, safe, prepared uh, first responders, our own first and responders. And let's think
2: about those three things. Okay, first of all, an alarm system. Yes, an alarm system is good to alert you that you have a problem. I love that. There's deal. that
1: one commercial where the guy's like, there's a bank robbery. And they're like, well, do something. He goes, oh, I'm just a monitor. Yeah. Uh, there is a bank robbery. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm but, telling you. <laughs> but having having the alarm system is a good way to alert you and alert the police that there's a problem, mm-hmm. but that's not enough because it still takes the police time to get there. Exactly. Dogs are good deterrent, but also dogs can be uh, poisoned or, or disabled, so mm-hmm. they can't help you. A lot of times. So, now the, Liz, so what the, else is there? That's what
1: gets, they get shot.
2: What else is there? Firearm. Firearm.
1: as yeah, much tools as you, of
2: defense. You know, uh, you may not want to carry a firearm. You don't have to carry a firearm, but if you get the training and you get experience with the gun, you might feel it as a welcome guest.
1: Well, I want to get to your your commentary because I know it's it's having to do with Medal of Honor Day, which is an important day that honors our veterans but But I also want to say that um, you know the, these things do happen and how we respond to them uh, makes all the difference and home invasion that is just the the evilest of the evil in my mind. You know, our homes are our sanctuary and when someone breaks into someone else's home and then brutalizes them and ties them up, holy cow, that is just a whole nother level. And I'm so thankful this family was able to to do what they were able to do. All right, now it is time for dance commentary. Tell
4: you something you already know: the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it.
2: Well, today is National Medal of Honor Day, and I was looking through the internet, and I go, I wonder how many Arizona residents are recipients of the Medal of Honor. And so I looked it up, it's AVHOF.org. dot org, it's Arizona Veterans Hall of Fame Society, There are 32 Arizonans that received the Medal of Honor since 1875. There are nine Vietnam Medal Medal of Honor uh, recipients from Arizona. I think that that these people that received the Medal of Honor, most of them passed away, deserve all of us to go on the website and take a look at who helped protect our country. Just and, see their
1: stories, yes. right? Yes,
2: and there's one. It's a really interesting story. Isaiah Mays. He was born a slave in Virginia and entered the service as a Buffalo ser- soldier. He cited for gallantry in fighting between an army paymaster and robbers in 1890. He walked and crawled two miles to get help for the paymaster. And he was received that award in 1890. So I think James and I would just like to say, look into your history, look into these heroes, and let's give them a minute. Hey! Thank you, James.
1: Well done. Very well done. I I don't think we give enough of our <coughs> our thoughts, our prayers, and our appreciation. To, to honor the people that have paid the price for freedom, right? There's and it's not just
2: the people, it's their families. Everyone has a story. They're very moving, very short stories, but very moving, well worth the time to take a look at.
1: And both these guys sitting here next to us have served, right? Mike was in the Air Force. We have a Marine in Judd. And uh, it really it, it involves your entire families <coughs> because you guys you get deployed, you get, spend time away.
2: Driving to Big Sandy, I had a Navy, Air Force, and Army guy in my truck.
1: Oh,
3: man. I bet the stories were getting
2: thick. Uh, The Air (laughs) Force does this. The Navy does that. The Army does this. It was very interesting. Oh,
1: boy. That's fun stuff. I love it. All right. We have to wrap it up. What a great day. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to Blade over there. You're answering phones. You're making calls. You're making James Brown say stuff. (laughs) why don't you give that a try again
2: know. Uh, yeah. no how about some coffee <laughs>
1: okay ready set here i go i'm gonna do it again and i was waiting for blade to hit the <laughs> ready set and <laughs> didn't i sound just like him was that pretty good all right thank you to our amazing listeners really what we do here in the studio is is fun it's interesting it's important but you give it the, the arms and the legs to to move about and you share it with your families around the dinner table and and the ideas that we talk about here it's so awesome thank you for for spending your time with us which is your most precious and finite resource and any time that you spend with us we know you could be doing anything else and so we value that and appreciate that and same goes for our guests they bring such a wisdom such a, a life experience Uh, from their individual lives to the show. We, We just love each and every one of them. And until next time, pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. All of them? All of them, Dan. Even the ones you don't like. Okay. Especially the ones you don't like. Be good to each other. Have a great week, and God bless.
0: Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since, evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny.